One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. again another wednesday with the mocha 2.0 boys here we are back again with the mocha 2.0 boys yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. what's up sad it's another edition of everybody's favorite mocha duo on the wrestle talk podcast youtube channel just for the members here our pre-show our intro how you feeling today sat i'm feeling good i actually went on spotify to hear what we sound like (laughs) how it syncs up when we record this and we do the main show on youtube it's quite interesting we basically introduce ourselves twice so if you're listening to us on spotify forgive us but that means twice the love i'm all great twice the love that's why i made it a little different this week ladies and gentlemen Ah. because i i I peeped i peeped game i peeped game and i gave you a little different a little sing-along to start things off uh but yes we got a whole episode of nxt 2.0 to get into a lot went down a very noteworthy episode a smackdown star appearing on nxt a damn boat nxt 2.0 got a damn boat now set and of course we crown new NXT tag team champions and the news broke off literally moments after we ended last week's episode so we got a lot to talk about on this edition of the NXT 2.0 review so let's get to it But before we begin, I want to wish a happy birthday to my mother, Mama Nyangi, because I still am Mama Nyangi's baby boy. I used to love it when SP3 did it. But SP3, what is causing all of this? Well, if you saw the headlines, we have new and new nxt tag team champions on last night's show uh of course moments literally moments after we ended last week's review sat we heard the news that nash carter of msk 
Um, the artist formerly known as Zachary Wentz, uh, Zachary Carter was his real name, I think they said. Um, but uh, he unfortunately was released uh, due to the whole scandal that we've been kind of saying without saying on the last couple of weeks of the NXT 2.0 podcast uh, due to this whole controversy with his ex-wife. I think it's believe it's ex now, uh, Kimberly. So MSK were no longer NXT tag team Who's champions. MSK? As far as I'm concerned, the title's been vacant for like a week. I can't remember who the previous champions are. I don't know what you're on about, man. I mean, to be fair, NXT never mentioned it, so... <laughs> exactly! <laughs> who are we talking about? MSK? Never heard of them! Po bipolar fan reaction or, you know, mixed reaction? Never heard of it! There was a tag um, team champion before the new one? Never the, mar the, the marijuana smoking kids are no more of the NXT tag team champions. They were only NXT tag team champions for about over a week. Uh, Wesley, unfortunately, is the is the real victim in all of this. AKA, ah, yes, yes, I know you, him. You know, you know him, right? Oh yeah, he exists in the NXT universe here in kayfabe land. We like we acknowledge that vacant. And Wesley were tag team champion. Then Vacant got injured training in the gym. Henceforth couldn't have the tag team title match. So Wesley is looking after Vacant, I think. I, I would guess so. So, but the real point of this is that the main <laughs> event last night on Championship Tuesday of NXT 2.0 was a five-team gauntlet to determine the NXT Tag Team Champions. So we want to hear from all of you guys what you thought about this whole match, the new champions being crowned. So send in those mocha chats. You know that the link is in the description. The link is in the live chat for you to enjoy. So send in those mocha chats because we want to hear from all of you of what you think about our new NXT Tag Team Champions. Pretty deadly, but let's talk about that five-team gauntlet. It was the main event of the evening. Uh, we saw throughout the night that the teams were uh, doing promos as well as having pep talks. We had uh, the Creed Brothers and Malcolm Bivens. They had a brief promo talking about uh, Pretty Deadly being the attackers and them trying to kill two birds with one stone by taking out Pretty Deadly and winning the tag team titles. You had Pretty Deadly cut a promo. Uh, yeah, boys. Uh, yeah. Yes, boy. Uh, yes, boy. Uh, yes, boy. Yes, uh, the the new NXT Siegfried and Roy, uh, they cut a promo and they drew their numbers for the gauntlet. The the Creed brothers drew their numbers for the gauntlet. We also heard from Brooks and Jensen. Uh, they were getting getting rallied up by um, I believe I always get them confused. It's Tate Tatum Paxley. No, that's the other one. No, uh, Fallon no. Henley. Fallon Henley. Yes. In a light. Listen, when when one of them approached Natalia, I was like. She put on makeup since the last segment. Wait, she's talking about Diamond Mine. She's the other one. Yes. yes. I was she's... like, I was like, I was like, oh, oh, that one. I had to rewind it to make sure that it I was know. Tatum Paxley. Right? She put on makeup quite quickly. She had she was signed to makeup. What's up with that? Yeah. So the Creeds were the first ones out for the gauntlet. The second team that drew was Legato del Fantasma. Uh, Fantasma, they came out firing using their high flying ability with a nice like dive to the outside by Wild. The Creeds get the advantage. They had applied a double ankle lock at one point on Legato del Fantasma. Uh, Mendoza hit a dope uh, springboard drop kick at one point, and Wild uh, followed with a 450 splash. They went for their finisher, the high low, but the Creeds pulled one out and then hit the hit their double team spine buster and the sliding lariat which 
they they are they are slightly behind Shingo Takagi and Tomoe Ishii, but they're getting the sliding lariat over. How do you like that? Uh, well, lo- last week, um, uh, Ludwig Kaiser got busted open, I think, from one of the shots in the face. So, yeah, listen, they work snug. As long as you know it's not ballet, it, it's cool. I like them. The, the Creed Brothers, they're one of my favorite acts in NXT 2.0, man. So, yeah, I, I like the performance was great. I like the 450 splash. Uh, when Legado came out, I finally figured out the lyrics. The lyrics is Legado, 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 Legado. Because I, I swear, I swear, I swear, the CWC was chanting it. And then I went, no, they're not. They're not. They haven't got, fla- <laughs> they haven't got flavor like that. But Legado, Legado. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next team out was uh, Briggs and Jensen. I, I literally had to fix my notes because I was calling them Brooks and Jensen for a lot of my notes because I, I always get that confused. It's Brooks no, Jensen is... and Josh yeah. Briggs. Yeah, so, you got it right. But, no. oh my, dude, Briggs, oh my, you know what? Yeah, usually I make fun of the guys, but I felt like they finally figured out what they wanted to be. They, be they, they had... They had a hell of a performance here, especially the the that choke that power bomb choke slam combo through the table on Brutus Brutus Creed. Uh, laid him out for much of the matchup. Julius Creed playing the babyface in peril. This was like a whole different side of the Creed brothers. Like they were selling more. They weren't like their usual dominant selves. So then you had uh they went for the choke the power bomb choke slam combo in the ring on Julius. They got a two a two count. They then hit like a knee drop power bomb combo that uh brutus breaks up for the for the near fall and then julius takes out briggs and then Je- uh brutus hits another sliding lariat to to jensen for the win there i did also take note because you know me i love to take notes about what commentary says and wade Barrett says that brooks jensen has a lot of pent-up aggression since he can't get laid he brings new meaning to ruthless aggression <laughs> yo but for real uh jensen is like a young bradshaw take it as a bad or good compliment but he wallops i like how he wallops because he, he you get a lot of, nowadays you know the wrestlers of today you know the wrestlers of this generation they love to do the flippy stuff i don't mind the flippy stuff but i miss the days when men used to pound <laughs> seven shades into each other and jens that brooks briggs what's his name Briggs, uh, Josh Brooks? Briggs, Josh Briggs, and Josh Brooks Briggs. Jensen. Oh, they, they, they're too similar. <laughs> Briggs just brings the heat in the match. I'm losing it already, guys. We're doing 10 minutes. <laughs> I see them correcting me in the live chat. I think I said Raul Mendoza's uh, name wrong, or I just call him Mendoza in my notes, to be fair. So sorry if I if I mispronounced that in any way. But then the next team out, you had something to say? I was about to say the Creed brothers are Stocky Creed and Slim Creed. Stocky Creed and Slim Creed. There we yes. go. This is how we just. This is how we nah, tell the listen, it's Julius and Brutus. I gave him the respect at the end. Yes. I actually changed my notes in the hour. You know what? They, they got better gear as well. This stuff generic. Yeah. You know, we'll, t- we'll talk about it some other time. Woo. They they literally t- took, like, before they had whatever was left over in the Duke uh, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling inventory, whatever singlet they could find, but now they actually got legit gear with the Creed on the front, the brothers on the back. The next team out was uh Grayson Waller and Senga the Thunder. No, it wasn't, it was br- 
Braun Strowman, guys. Braun Strowman made his return. You can blow your eyes. I was like saying he had a he had a his gear looked like a mix of Braun Strowman and the Authors of Pain. That's what I mm. I it, it very much looked like a, a little bit of both in that. And yeah, legitimately, if you close your eyes, you wouldn't have told the difference. Uh, earlier in the night, Grayson uh, said that uh, Senga the Thunder would basically be wrestling as he's still injured with the hurt arm from the ladder match at Stand and Deliver. But within minutes of them coming out, he shows that he was faking when he pulls off the sling. He didn't have the arm injury after all. Uh, Brutus Creed uh, deadlifts Senga the Thunder and then Drew Juliet hits a cartwheel deadlift slam and follows with the sliding lariat to beat them, to take them out. And then finally... It wasn't. It was, it was a DDT and he somehow miraculously recovered from it. It was a DDT. <laughs> he, no, he, he, does like, he, he does like a cartwheel. Like he's Jack Cartwheel on the Yeah, so it was a cartwheel. It was not DDT. He's DDT himself. <laughs> It's like that move that uh that uh um Sonya Deville used to do when she used to DDT herself like it was like a suplex into a slam but it just looked like she DDT'd herself yeah that's pretty much what she did um but the final team of course was pretty deadly and I put in my notes here they dress and look like Siegfried and Roy now they're legitimately just going all in on that gimmick uh the Creeds like I put in my notes here at this point the Creeds are just showing a different side they're doing really good at selling uh selling of, of exhaustion from the pain that they've had to withstand in this entire gauntlet pretty deadly isolate Julius by grounding him and using double teams uh Julius hits a belly to belly and tags in Brutus but Brutus is just he's just staggering all over the place you would have thought that he had the vodka and the gin and everything as he came into the ring uh prince and wilson hit an assisted code breaker for two then the creeds try one more final comeback brutus hits a headbutt and he goes for the sliding lariat but behind the referee's back prince cuts him off pretty deadly then hit a running net breaker double team from the heart attack position to spilled win spill to- milk it's That's what it's called. Yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. spilled milk. I'll put that in my notes. <laughs> spilled milk. <laughs> spilled milk. Then <laughs> they hit spilled milk to win the NXT tag team titles. I thought that this whole gauntlet told a great story with the Creeds really showing their range as baby faces, while Pretty Deadly established themselves as the top heel tag team. Get the big win in their first match on NXT 2.0, making history, winning the NXT tag team titles, and they are only the second team to win the NXT UK and NXT tag team titles right behind Mustache Mountain, the team that beat them for the NXT UK tag team titles. And then post-match, we see the deflated emotions of the Creeds. Uh, You got Brutus laying down in Julius' lap, and then you see the elation of Pretty Deadly. A yes boy, a yes boy, a yes boy, as they are the new NXT tag team champions. Overall, what did you think about uh, this whole gauntlet and the story that they told with really putting over the creeds while establishing pretty deadly first of first one someone said in the chat where was grizzled the young veteran they would they would have been great in this position especially how long they've yeah. been there they're the only other british tag team there that have built some sort of uh connection with the crowd you, you know what you know what it could be nitpicky because they could have um pretty deadly you know inter- interrupt the match and have grizzled young veterans to win alas as a first impression the Billy and Chuck-esque tag team, you know, they, they remind me of the Beverly Brothers. They remind me of Billy and Chuck. Sigmund and Freud, where is your tiger? Or where is your leopard? 
Uh, it was a great performance by the Creed brothers, who I don't care what anyone says. I say that they were tweeners. They're, they're now baby faces, even though they're, they're officially baby faces now. Yeah. Diamond Mike confuses me because Bivens does his thing. Uh, uh, Roddy Strong is still a heel. Ivy now doesn't like anyone. But yeah, the Creed brothers, they have the connection with the CWC. They're the only act the CWC hasn't turned on yet. So yeah, it was a great performance. It was a Brett the Hitman heart-like performance. A lot of tag team got to shine. Well, only the Creed brothers and Briggs and Jensen. My goodness, Briggs is a future main eventer if he gets away from Bull McGillicuddy, who did okay in the match. Who looks like a, a you know a dollar store version of a smoking gun at the moment? But yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks like he looks like the son of Bart and Billy. Like Billy it, and Bart decided to you know come together to is, make a child. It's Billy gone before he discovered working out. If you know what I mean, guys. Before he discovered those proteins that made you strong and muscular in certain areas. But it was a it was a really good match. It was a coming out party for the Creed brothers and also pretty deadly. I've never seen them wrestle before. I'm never gonna pretend I know who they are. I just discovered them last week. But their performance was good. I like the little belly top. Uh they add heel heat. Don't worry, guys. I'm not gonna show you. <laughs> yeah, where the top? Where the top like add some mocha, add some go. mocha yeah, add some mocha chats, and then you might get some what <laughs> I'm kidding. It was a good match. It it was Sanger the Thunder, he even given like a shout out to his boy there because they used to be part of a tag team called Indus Share. It would have been great if Malcolm Bivens could say, Hey, don't I know you? <laughs> you know, that would have been great. But yeah, it was a good match, and I can't wait for well, I want the Creed Brothers to be champion. So they did its job. It's it's they, yeah. they were so close yet so far. Tune in next time to see Saga. Yeah, it was good. They- they set up a nice little chase for the Creed brothers, really got them over as baby faces. Cause like you said, they were kind of in that tweener phase where we weren't sure because diamond bind has was introduced as heels, but slowly, but surely they've kind of became baby faces. Like you got Roddy strong. He had a great match with Ilya Dragunov on NXT UK last week uh, for the NXT UK championship and, you know, Dragunov won, but that seemed like it was just a one-off thing, a one-off story for Roderick there so we don't know what if Roger Strong is going to be back on NXT 2.0 and how he's going to be presented Ivy Nile is already getting over with the crowd in the CWC so she can easily transition into it being a baby face but the fans were really they've been invested in the Creed brothers they were they kind of were cheering them against MSK in the finals of the Dusty Rhodes tie team classic MSK I'm not you. I'm not. I'm not gonna act. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna live in this kayfabe universe what where you mean? MSK year, doesn't invent. It listen, doesn't exist. I, I did my research. I looked at the dust, Dusty Classic last year. It, it, it is redacted. What tag team won the Dusty Classic last year? I'm a bit worried. Redacted. Who is this team? Redacted. <laughs> Does it really say redacted on the website? No. I, oh, I was about to say. <laughs> if I went to, I should edit it. You, you're gonna do it on Wikipedia. Watch out, we, check your Wikipedia after this uh review here because Sat's gonna be busy. Um, but yes, uh, what do you what do you think about Pretty Deadly being the NXT tag team champions? And who do you think 
because I think that the Creed chase is going to be a while. I don't think that they should be the first contenders for Pretty Deadly as the tag team champions. They should kind of build it up and like they should build up a chase with them getting there. Like whether it's at Great American Bash, which I believe is going to be the next special for them coming up this summer, or they're just going to randomly pop in a roadblock or something like that. I don't know what they're going to do, but that seems like that's probably the next big special show for NXT. So who do you think is going to be next in line to prevent pretty uh, the creeds from getting that opportunity? SP3, this this is the issue I have. Um, so the the chase predates pretty deadly. Creed's been chasing the title for a while. Yes. The question is not about the chase. The question is who's going to win? Vince McMahon discovering the Creed brothers or the Creed brothers winning the NXT tag team titles. That's what it is. That's the real race. Because once Vince sees them, oh, I like him. The slim one, he's going to be the main eventer. That's it. And that's it. And walks off and that's it with the tag team. But uh, yeah, I wanted to win the title now because I feel like we've seen this story. This story is predated pretty deadly. Pretty deadly a champion for now. Um, Grizzled young veteran, I guess, to be the first roadblock possibly for um, the Creed brothers, I guess. But I want Creed brothers to be champion already. I don't have patience for long-term storytelling. Come on, man. You gotta you gotta enjoy your long-term storytelling. You come from the 90s where they plan things out more than a week in advance. They they plan oh. things out up until WrestleMania. So you gotta you gotta be a part of the story, get into the story. So I don't have I don't okay, but yeah, we all have faith in Michael Hickenbottom not to get bored halfway through and change plans on the fly. Stand and deliver is more like send back and sit your ass down. <laughs> Well, there is a lot of talent, it seems, going over from NXT UK to NXT. So we're going to talk about there was a vignette for our NXT UK talent that's going to be debuting on this on this other or in a future episode of NXT 2.0. You had the continued drama between Braun Breaker and Joe Gacy. You had the North American title on the line, the Women's Championship on the line. We're going to get into all of that from this episode of NXT 2.0. But Seth, you have some mocha chats in the chamber for us to talk about send in your mocha chats the the link is in it's right here let, let me put this up at russeltalk.com forward slash support share your thoughts on on this episode of nxt 2.0 your thoughts on pretty deadly becoming the new nxt tag team champions let us know what you think sound off in those mocha chats but sat do you have any in the chamber for now at the moment, no, but I see John, one of our lovely mods, is going to put something in there. But let's start with the show. I'll check back in a moment. Thank you for asking. Back to you, SB3. Back to you. <laughs> it's, it's like he's a meteorologist. Like It's it's it's, it's raining. It's a storm out here. Um, We're getting Robert. close, guys. It's getting mocha in here. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. But this edition of NXT, it started off with a recap of last week with Braun Breaker, everything that he went through, inducting his father and uncle into the WWE Hall of Fame, as well as losing at Stand and Deliver and then winning on the Raw after WrestleMania and then defeating Gunther, who no longer is with us on NXT. So we have to also bring that up because we lost a lot of talent and it makes sense about the booking from last week that we complained about a lot with I- Gunther, I didn't complain with Gunther versus. Yes, you did. You complained about Gunther losing. Uh, Gunther. Oh yeah, versus... him losing. No, but no, but Fabian potentially being with a Don guy. Watch what I said. Listen, a lot of things have been saying been coming to fruition. I I do I do say that is the best idea because Fabian Eichner had no faith in them booking him properly on his own. So maybe the best thing for him is joining the family, which we did see a boy Tony D with the gabagools and the goodness. yeah yeah. And also, yeah. I called a new tag team forming as well. I said two people that's feuding at the moment is going to become a tag team, and look what happened today's episode. Sa- a, e. and no, we we both we both kind of called that because we were like they're a, they're a love quad. They were a love quad, but we're gonna get into that but what do you think about Gunther and the artist formerly known as Marcel Barthel now Who's that? Ludwig Ludwig Kaiser I know uh, him <laughs> Ludwig Kaiser debuting on Smackdown last week what did you think about that I felt like it was a it was a great debut for Gunther and Ludwig uh Ludwig Kaiser he looks a lot like the guy that used to be in NXT can't remember his name he had a French sounding name but this one sounds more German and he also reminds me of a Finnish wrestler they used to hate pollution in 1993 and he used to feud with Lex Luger he reminds me of that guy too so I think Gunther has a good future if Vince McMahon does not get bored within the next three weeks yes they focused a lot on the on his face. Look at his face. Look at his face. He's, He's angry. chiseled. He's chiseled. Yeah. He's yeah. like, listen, Volto had a chubby face. Gunter's face is chiseled from stones. 
These are two different people, ladies and gentlemen. We need to stop acting like they, they're the same person. It's not one, Walter. It's, it's like Gunther. He, one had a family pack stomach. The other one's got abs because he's seen Jenny every single time. <laughs> yes. He got to look good. He got to look good for Jenny. She's a she's a fashionista. He got to look good for her. Uh, you also had Rock, uh, the artist formerly known as Raquel Gonzalez. Now Raquel Rodriguez. They I know that. On, on SmackDown after losing the NXT Women's Tag Team championships last week what did you think about her debut where she denied los letharios their kiss cam moment i heard from a source that's what she's really like in real life she denounces people of this similar heritage she likes to control her narrative and she's very right wing about it <laughs> it's not a cross-face chicken wing she likes a right wing if you know what i mean if you know what i mean good for her i mean you know she's a long-term project is bound is, is about time to go up there. I mean, look what they had her doing, winning the tag team title with a sworn enemy. So I'd rather they put her on a show that hardly anyone uh watches live. So yes, put her on SmackDown. <laughs> hey, I watch SmackDown live. I you mean, get paid for it. That's also believe, true. Yeah, that's you believe true. in what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a, that's also true. <laughs> now that's actually for Sports Kita. Dutch Mantel, check us out after SmackDown and Rampage every week. Uh, but yes. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, that, I think that was all of the NXT talent that uh, showed up on SmackDown this past week. So, and we also had Tommaso Ciampa on uh, Monday Night Raw over over the week as well. I don't know. I think we might have another name that had their final appearance on this show as well. LA, where is LA Knight? Oh, I mean, we, name is gonna be. We're gonna put that like, the missing sign for LA Knight. Where's LA Knight? Because yeah, he's he's missing on both shows. Maybe he shows up on SmackDown this week, and we have to talk about that on next week's show. And his new name will be LA. Put the A at the front, the L behind. Owl Knight. Owl. No. no. <laughs> No, it doesn't have the L A Knight. It could be they could change him back to Eli. Eli Knight. Eli Dusky. <laughs> <laughs> Eli morning. Um, <laughs> so after the recap, we the show kicked off with Cameron Grimes and Sola Sequoia already in the ring for introductions for our NXT North American Championship matchup. Grimes tells uh, Solo that his bloodline can kiss my grits. <laughs> yeah. I love the way he did it. He was just, he was just so. Head waggle. Uh, Sequoia uh, dominates much of this bout as it goes into the commercial break. Grimes come, makes a comeback. He hits a nice Huracan Rada with a spike and a German suplex for two. Solo gains the advantage and hits a running hip attack in the corner for a two count. Grimes hits a his moonsault fallaway slam for a two. Sequoia uh, reverses the cave-in into a Samoan drop. That's when the crowd really started getting into to this with this is awesome chance solo goes for the uso splash but grimes cuts him off however the ref is knocked down when solo pushes grimes off of the top rope and with the referee distracted trick williams is back see see trick is not on raw or smackdown or with carmel hayes there he comes down he gets solo's attention pulls him off the top rope solo takes him out with a kick and then a splash off the apron but with that distraction, he gets into the ring and grinds his the cave in to get the victory. I thought that this was a good match, but the distraction finish was kind of lame. I thought that they could have 
they could have done this a, a, another way, but I guess they're protecting Solo in the loss here. Po Post-match, Carmelo Hayes comes out. He attacks Cameron Grimes. Solo tries to help Grimes, but Trick Williams attacks him and throws him into the ring post. Carmelo and Trick beat down Grimes, ending with a springboard clothesline by Hayes, and he raises the North American Championship to end the beatdown here. So what did you think about our opening match with Grimes and Solo, as well as the post-match with Carmelo Hayes staking his claim to get back the North American Championship. So, uh, Solo Sikoa, uh, ladies and gentlemen, they will not be quiet about his bloodline. All of a sudden, we're talking about bloodline. We're talking about how he, he doesn't want scraps from the table. It got me thinking that if they were really behind, if they really get behind Solo Sikoa, what's stopping from Solo Sikoa being the one to end Roman Reigns' title reign? If it was a poetic justice in the world, if this story had a great ending, it would have been Solo Sokoa ending Roman Reigns' title reign, but we're not there yet. Uh, I, was, I did my notes early on. I said to myself, besides Manu, none of the Samoans are slouches in the ring. They all can go. Solo's yeah. ready for the main roster. All he needed some fine tweaking in terms of character. He's got a basic promo. He's the street champion. You know, he rolls solo. He's all alone. Yeah, he's ready for the main roster. And he's big. He's like the two Usos put together. It's like Dragon Ball Z fusion. You get the blonde hair. That's Solo Sokoa for you. Um, Cameron Grimes got his bit of his swag back. But I also noticed the CWC all of a sudden turn on the guy because he won't talk about my daddy, my daddy anymore. All of a sudden, he's got his confidence back. He's a champion, got swag. But guess who's also back? The A champion, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. We all know that SP3 is a huge fan of those guys. I am too. But SP3 has been campaigning hard for them having their own commentary booth. So it's great to see the guys again. And Carmelo Hayes did a post-match promo where he said he doesn't need a championship. The championship needs him. Bars. Bars. Bars all day. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, the Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett of NXT. I need more. I need more. I need more commentary from them. I need more promos from them. But this was nice to kind of set up Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes. That seems like that's going to be the next feud for the North American Championship. But I thought the performance by Solo here, this was one of his biggest matches yet. I thought that he did very well there. Um, I don't see him being the one to dethrone. Uh, I don't Reigns. I don't either. Listen, you, you know why I don't either? Because my patience level is lacking. I don't want to do long-term storytelling. I want I want Roman Reigns to lose the title either this summer or next year to The Rock. I don't want to make it wait another oh. two years. No, <laughs> no, no, not not to The Rock. No, you can't have this long-ass reign and then have it. Rock is one of my favorites of oh, all no, time. Oh, no, no. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I dropped the ball. I mean... Sorry, The Rock was never meant to win it. He's meant to like pass the torch again. Exactly, exactly. But, you but, saw the setup for it on Young Rock last night. Listen, with, I, with... I did. I did your show, which you you dragged me out because I said Cody would win it. Now all of a sudden, it seems oh, Sae was right. You weren't feeling it at the time. I did, well, because I don't. Oh, well, I Amac. You know, that... Yeah, you listen to Amac. Amac said, "Get him out of there." And you listen anyway. That's another <laughs> exactly, another exactly. That wasn't me. I I agree. I had agreed with that. I thought that it was more interesting for Cody to be in WWE than. AEW. So, of course, I'm down for Cody being the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. I just have a certain way that I would get there, but I definitely don't think The Rock should be the one to end this Roman oh, no. Reigns run. Oh, no. I agree. Sorry for digressing, guys. This is the NXT Review Show. On to the next segment. Time to do with Grayson Waller and, and Sango the Thunder. Yeah. Yes, we had a commentary hype up the five-man gauntlet, but uh, make they make sure not to mention the former champions, uh, MSK, like, like Sat did. I'm going to see if I could break the record 
record for how many times I've mentioned MSK due to them not mentioning MSK. <laughs> you say random letters. My name's SAT, you're SP3, you know, QRST. I don't know, random letters. R-E-S-V-E-C-T. Found out what it means to me. Yes, Grayson Waller and Sangha the Thunder, they cut a promo with Waller saying he can hang on the apron while Sangha takes out everybody. We also have the promo segment that I talked about earlier with Malcolm Bivens and the Creeds talking about Pretty Deadly being the attackers and they promised to kill two birds with one stone. And then we see the Creeds picking their number in the gauntlet. And then we have Braun Breaker come out for a promo segment and he informs us that his father father is home now so we just did a whole kidnapping angle last week ladies and gentlemen for them to just say oh no he's back home like what what was the point what i'll tell you the, the point. point someone watched an nxt review and they realized they, they they're cooking under gas they realized this won't make sense look listen i was i started my notes pre like jumping the gun saying Oh, Rick Stein is still kidnapped. How would this work in real life? Unless Vince McMahon in kayfabe has signed some sort of waiver where anything criminal happens in the wrestling world is ignored by the authoritarian. But uh, yeah, um, he's home, guys. It's okay. Nothing to see here. He just wants to kidnap his ring and set it on fire. I, I, I'm just I was just over this I was I, I didn't even want to take notes because they literally blew off the the kidnapping angle with yada yada yeah he's back home now but <laughs> Braun wants revenge and uh, Breaker challenges Gacy to come to the ring Gacy is on the video Tron standing in front of a bonfire Joe says it was a pleasure to meet his father last week and he got to know Breaker better last week Gacy shows that he has Rick Steiner's Hall of Fame ring and Joe uh, says that it represents all the sacrifices that Rick Steiner made for the business, all the time away from his family, everything. And Gacy throws the ring in a bonfire. But that will not be the last we hear from Joe Gacy on this show. But what did you think about Joe Gacy burning the Hall of Fame ring? Shades of when Hulk Hogan gave his Hall of Fame ring to Abyss back in TNA. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't believe you brought that up. Uh, so basically... Um... Joe Gacy's gone down the old Bray Wyatt route where he talks a whole lot of garble and I just zone out. But the important thing I realized, see, because I, I, I do two perspectives. I like to do the devil's avocado. So this is meant to represent Joe Gacy's character development. Because up until now, up until he kidnapped Rick Steiner, he's had this facade of being a social injustice warrior who's trying to save people from themselves. He used to handshake people in the ring, be like a motivational speaker. Now he's been outright crazy, outright criminal, outright rude and vicious. He's dropping the facade. This is Joe Gacy at his most dangerous. That's what they're trying to convey. Apparently, yeah, it's like it's like a cross between uh, Bray Wyatt and Raven mixed with social social injustice. I guess I guess these are all the things that they're kind of throwing out there and sticking against the wall to see what works for Joe Gacy. But I'm digging it, and I even I even dig it so much. I will talk about his second segment in a bit here. Um, <laughs> We get a recap of last week with Toxic Attraction winning the women's tag team titles. Uh, Mackenzie then interviews Toxic Attraction in the Toxic Lounge. And uh, Mandy Rose says she will beat Dakota Kai tonight. And they aren't just the main attraction. They are the measuring stick. They are the brains, the beauty, the gold, and the beast? What? <laughs> I like... heard, so I heard beast, measuring stick, and brain. 
Hmm. Moving along swiftly. <laughs> swiftly, get it? Um, <laughs> and we go from toxic attraction, talking about measuring sticks and bringing out the beast to jacket time. Uh, jacket time are heading to the ring uh, when they are attacked by Encino Man, Von Wagner. Von power bombs Kushida into a, I guess, a dumpster or something of some kind and lays out Jero as well. And Robert Stone then pulls up and says, There will be no match tonight. Uh, we then see Braun Breaker, he's heading out, leaving the, the CWC, and he tells the cameraman to get out of his face as he leaves, and he pulls off in his, his nice little car. For, for a guy that's getting paid like 80000 a year, like he has a great car. According to Triple H, it's 250 grand oh. a year. But, oh, but quickly, I want to mention this. As a Back to the Future fan, I like the little detail of Kushida. He was dressed like Martin McFly Jr. in Back to the Future 2 with the hat, by the way. That was like a nice reference, a nice little, you know, step up for his character. I like that. Moving on swiftly. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, they, they just bring him stuff back that he was wearing in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But this is not the Kushida I fell in love with in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He wasn't getting that's... beat up. He wasn't getting beat up by Encino Man there. I, I think, yeah, Vince McMahon got beat up by, you know, someone a long time ago, and he's taken his frustrations on, you know, Japanese wrestlers. I think there's the story there. I think I think Inoki punked him out in the 70s, and he never forgiven him. I, I mean, if you know the story about Inoki versus Bob Backlund, like, yeah, he's still tight about that, and he's taking it out on everybody from New Japan Pro Wrestling. But, hey, Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be the first challenger for Roman Reigns. So, gotta take what you can get um a soul for a soul um <laughs> von wagner and robert stone are then in the ring when we come back from commercial uh stone says that we will never see jacket time again and literally ikaminjiro comes out right after that uh <laughs> He says that it's Ron Wagner's world and we're just living in it. Gyro uh, uh, Igerman comes out and he says that he is pissed and will kick Vaughn's ass. Uh, then we get Von Wagner versus Igerman Gyro. Uh, Wagner dominates, but Jero uh, makes a comeback and hits a senton bomb for a two. After a distraction from Robert Stone, Wagner hits a big boot and hits his AA variant for the win. This was short to the point. It puts over Wagner once again. Uh, then post-match, Von Wagner stares at the woman. I forgot the woman's name. What was the Sophia uh, Cromwell. Sophia Cromwell, who who he, you hear Robert Stone trying to tell him like to beat down Bob Wagner or get out the ring. I don't know what he's trying to tell him, but he's so enamored with Sophia Cromwell, who then points and nods to attack Gyro. And Wagner proceeds to toss Ikerman into the crowd like he was Bam Bam Bigelow and Gyro was uh, Spike Dudley. It was great. Stop stealing my notes, okay? <laughs> First of all, I put uh, a crooked Samoan drop, some some say an AA variant. That's to put it politely. It looked like he went for Samoan drop and then he changed his mind last moment. Uh, yeah, and Bam Bam Big on Spike Dudley ECW. That's on my notes. But yeah, so it's Captain Caveman's world. We're just living in it. But what I want to mention is there might have been a nugget of storytelling development. Because let's be honest, Robert Stone has been a comedy character. I also consider him one of the worst managers since, you know, Tennessee Lee, you know, Robert, you know, Robert Parker. Colonel, Colonel Rob Parker. Yes, yeah, he's, still, yeah, he's yeah. still the worst manager ever. He is. It's a confused old man gimmick. But yeah, uh, Robert Stone is too much of a comedy character that you can't take him seriously. And by by that, and Von Wagner comes across as a goofy Snitsky-like villain. 
And then Sophia Cromwell, because she has the keys to the monster, makes me think we may be heading for a managerial change because there can't be two people leading the charge unless she's going to wrestle. And unless she's some sort of Ronda Rousey generational talent that can pick up wrestling really quickly, I think she's going to be Von Wagner's new manager. And based on her smiling and her performance, I don't have faith in her. Her smile lacked charisma. Her pointing lacked charisma. Good luck. Sophia Cromwell, you're aesthetically pleasing, but everything else needs work. It's it's all about the beauty and the booty in NXT 2.0. It's not about you know showing talent or charisma for them. Like like a great comedian once said, Mike Epps, it's not your beauty, it's your booty. Your booty, yes, <laughs> indeed. You know where the line comes from. Mackenzie um, <laughs> uh, is then interviewing uh, Nikita Lyons. It looks like it's on the Lash Legend uh, set too. It was kind of it was kind of weird. Uh, Lyons says that she can make waves in the women's division, but before she can finish her her speech and her rant here, uh, Lash Legend comes out of nowhere with a pump kick and drops her over her couch seat. That made me laugh. I've been seeing the pictures of, of Nikita Lyons. <laughs> That was just, I, I laughed. I laughed hysterically. And Lash Legend just coming in with all the sass in the world. Like, you should be interviewing me. All I can say is she got Pearl Harbored from the front. Because <laughs> usually you, you get Pearl Harbored from the back. She saw it coming. And she got hit with the best pump kick I've seen since, I don't know, Seamus won the world title or something like that. That was a good, from, from Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, whatever kayfabe means. But yeah, he hit him. And that that expression, that is so, that's a legendary gif-like material we should look at over and over again. Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know what you think I was going with that. But yeah, uh, the feud continues, guys. I have no issue with it. Put him in a cage match. Give me what I want. Two out of three falls. That en give encompasses me, the whole two hours. Give me the American cream, Busty Rhodes versus... <laughs> Versus Yam Yam Bigelow. Give it to me, ladies and gentlemen. Give it to me. Give me rage in a cage. Give Thought me. Give me. Go back. <laughs> go back. Great Lesnar performance. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm losing it again. <laughs> Ultimo Wagon. I love that. Guys, in the chat, please put in your Nikita Lions nicknames. And if so, great. I'll read them out. Ultimo oh. Wagon is one of my favorites. It is one of my favorites for sure. In um, fact, Mocha chatted, and I'll say a lot of things, guys. There you go. If you if you want us to go through the nicknames for Nikita Lions and Lash Legend, Mocha chat us five dollars or more, and we will we will share all of our our new nicknames for Nikita Lions and Lash Legends. Die Velocity is here to stay. And this feud, it's it's one of my favorites on NXT because it just always makes me laugh for some reason. And that's um, why Michael Hickenbottom is Booker of the Year. Hickenbottom. Bottom being the operative word. Um, kick... <laughs> Kit, Kit uh, Wilson and Elton Prince, the new names for Pretty Deadly. They call themselves the tastiest team in NXT. You want to taste? I give you you want to you taste? You want to taste? taste? I want to taste. You want to give me one of these? Oh, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know, Pretty Deadly are lucky that Mocha 2.0 did not enter the tag tournament because we had, you know, scheduling issues. We would have won the tag titles. You and I, SP3. I would have exactly. choked them out <laughs> with a chokehold. I, I just would have been like racing Waller. I'll let I'll let I'll let I'll let Sat the Thunder take care of all that. <laughs> you want some of that? You want a taste? 
You want a taste? You want a taste? Uh, we got Pretty Deadly calling themselves the tastiest ta- team in NXT. Uh, they say the Creeds have no style or je ne sais quoi. They have no je ne sais quoi. Uh, Pretty Deadly say they will make history by winning the tag team gold in their first match. And they give us a, a yes, boy. A yes, boy. Yes, boy. You love it. When you come to the UK, I'll give you a yes, boy, too. Yes. <laughs> Yes, boy. Um, We get next. Our NXT Women's Championship matchup is Mandy Rose versus Dakota Kai. Uh, Rose has the advantage early on, but Kai makes a comeback at first, hitting a a crazy uh, crossbody dive off the top rope to the floor on Rose and the rest of Toxic Attraction. Back from break, Mandy has the control again. Kai makes another comeback with a vicious double stomp to the ribs. She follows with a running boot to Rose in a seated position in the corner. Uh, Rose hits a chop block to the leg and hits a spine buster for a two count, but Rose is selling her right hamstring. I I, I didn't even see when, when Dakota Kai attacked her hamstring, but she sold it. Uh, Dakota hits the chiropractor, but Gigi Dolan distracts the referee. Kai cuts off Jane, who tries to interfere. She grabs the NXT woman's title, but Mandy catches Dakota with a running pump knee for the victory here. Decent match, but uh, Rose Rose matches are somewhat getting into this like formula. It's kind of a stale formula now, where I don't really believe any of the near falls up until toxic attraction interferes. It's like, I'm waiting for toxic attraction to interfere. It's very reminiscent of Jeff Jarrett's runs with the NWA world's heavyweight championship. You didn't believe anything until planet Jarrett got involved or even triple H during the reign of terror. You didn't believe anything until Ric Flair and evolution got involved. It's kind of getting into that type of formula where I, yeah, I'm just, I just can't get into the matches like I used to. What about you? Uh, I feel like the um, the early bouts of the match, the exchanges were fluid, but there's some stumbling in the beginning. I feel like once um, Dakota Kai took control, the match was much better. The double foot stomp to, to the belly area, <laughs> that was stiff. She did not hold back. Yeah. And I also like that inverted, um, the inverted backstabber that she did. But the one good move that I put a note down that Mandy Rose did, it was the inverted face buster she did when she countered yes. Dakota Kai. That was like the, the that was fluid. She did well in that. But like you said, they've settled on the formula. There's no way that Mandy Rose can improve as a performer if she's doing her, her routine in the ring. She needs to go outside of her comfort zone. If there's any justice in the world, Dakota Kai would have been the one to beat Raquel Gonzalez. That was the that, that should have been the storybook ending of that chapter. Then Raquel went to the main roster months ago. But unfortunately, Dakota Kai is stuck in purgatory or creative purgatory where she hears voices in their head and it, it's not very kind. She hears voices in her head. They counsel me. They understand. Uh, post-match. Post-match, Wendy Chu has super soakers and sprays Toxic Attraction. So Toxic Attraction was all wet afterwards with Chu getting the final laugh here. It was basically her, her version of the beer bath or the milk, the milkomania from Kurt Angle. So This is what I wrote. Think? Wendy Chu gushed all over Toxic Attraction and got them wet with her super soaker. She gushed all over them, man. They got very wet. Super soak that and then they woo <laughs> chew and then they chew chew everyone watching please forgive us <laughs> I think pe- people humor off of this 
No, listen, people with great sense of humor will enjoy this. People that like complaining and moaning and don't like people having a good time are going to complain. They'll be like, oh, they're too, they're, they're too jokey. They should be complaining more. We're having a great time. We like to be positive and try to see the positive in things and also laugh at the negative because this is a fun time. If we're watching wrestling of our own free will, don't watch something you don't like. Watch something that you enjoy. And I like NXT for the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's my Chew. guilty pleasure. Chew. In the public. <laughs> Next segment, SP3, back to you. Super so that. <laughs> Chew. I'm sorry. That just, I, got a, I got a kick out of Wendy Chew. She put that on, up on Twitter. And now it's stuck in my head, ladies and gentlemen. Darn it, uh, Wendy. Don't make it May Ying on you. All right, but next, next, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a sip of my drink here because we have Joe Gacy. He's he's back in front of the bonfire. Gosh, he's back again. How many segments are they giving this guy? He got two. He got two this week, ladies and gentlemen. After I think four last week, so he's going down. He's going down slightly. But Joe Gacy cuts a promo and he says, and I quote: "We are a society that lives through social media and emotion." The world is run by the court of public opinion and not by the rule of law. The truth is what people believe and not what people know. But people don't know what they want until you give them exactly what they need. Braun Breaker can't carry the weight of this brand on his back. I'm the only one that can guide NXT. Braun Breaker is too emotional, too easy to manipulate. Look what I did to him over the course of two short weeks. I made him angry in one moment and helpless in the next. Braun, I can control your every move. And when I'm done, I will tear down everything in your life. Except I may hang on to one thing. And then Gacy proceeds to take the Hall of Fame ring out of the fire, and he places it on his finger, relishing in the pain. No, he wasn't. He was constipated. He had a constipation face, and he made the noise. Yeah. With... <laughs> <laughs> what did you What did you think about this promo? That I I think it was either about Braun Breaker or Nash Carter. I'm not too sure because he talked about social media and the court of public opinion. So I wasn't sure who we, who this was directed at exactly. But what did you think about the promo here from Joe Gacy? I was so inaccurate that went over my head, man. They were talking about vacant. <laughs> Vac vacant was mentioned in the promo. I didn't know that. Oh, see, you guys are smart people. You guys pay attention. I see Joe Gacy. I hear white noise. I don't hear nothing. We're spending too much time on a promo that's going to make me fall asleep right now. Moving on swiftly, guys. Next. Oh, gosh, I've not looked at you anymore. <laughs> Next, SP3. I got, my eyes, I got my eyes on you, Zach. SP3, what are we talking about next? What's going on? What's the next? Lakato Pantasma is having a meeting, but Tony D'Angelo comes in and says they had a bit of a misunderstanding last week. Tony D, he says, uh, if things go, go don't go the way you they want this week, so here's a little something for you. Uh, he's got an envelope that may or may not have a whole bunch of money inside. Uh, Escobar looks inside and puts the envelope back in Tony D's jacket and says he doesn't need that. 
taps him and walks away. So what did you think about this latest exchange between the two families, the Mexican family versus the Italian family? There isn't an Italian family. That's my issue with Tony D. He even lost her old boy from last week because he choked on his promo. They got rid of him. Uh, Tony D offered him a taste, but that taste was not good enough for the emperor of NXT. I'm liking they're sowing the seed. I see where this is going, guys. I'm predicting something. If I'm wrong, heck, I'll be wrong. I think it's going to lead to a one-on-one match between Tony D and the emperor of, of, of Legado himself. You know, Santos Escobar. And I think that's when the family debuts. The family. Uh, that's when Fabian Eichner debuts and another Italian person they have in a warehouse somewhere. You're Italian. You're going to give you one of these. Yeah. Gabagools. Gabagools. It's Fabian. No, Fabian might have a new name. He might be Fabiano or something like that. We're, we're meant to forget he was part of a team that we no longer know. So get ready to get angry. And Fabian may grow hair as well. Who knows? Give him hey, two weeks to grow some stubble. Fabian Soprano or Fabian <laughs> Eichner doesn't sound a, a, as Italian as like you know D'Angelo. Just Fabian, then just Fabian. Fabiano, some... he got the Fabiano and the hey, and some and other the, guy that's ethnically ambiguous that can pass we, for Italian. We we just gotta do inarticulate Italian noses. Oh, Tony, uh, oh, Tony, oh. We got some mocha chacks, a little bit of bing, but a boom. Hey, we're, you know, we're, we're nearly we're nearly done, so we'll save those for the end here. So send in your I, mocha why, chat. Yo, we are wisecracker. <laughs> oh, I oughta. Oh, it oughta. Oh, I oughta. <laughs> I had to scratch my back. That's all I had to do. <laughs> Keep sending in those mocha chats. Remember, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. It helps us out so much. And we love to hear from all of you because Mocha 2.0 is interactive. And we love to hear your comments in the live chat as well as <laughs> with the mocha chat. Someone put Fabian Soprano. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Corey Jane makes her entrance for the, her first appearance since Stand and Deliver. Uh, Cora J says WrestleMania weekend was the biggest uh, of her career and talks about her parents being there to watch her. She says she couldn't get them front row tickets. That, man, she getting like 50000 a year. She ain't even getting the 80000 that Braun Breaker is. She can't get her front row seats. Damn. Uh, Cora says she held her her. She she held herself against three top stars at Stand and Deliver. Uh, Cora says that her goal remains the same. She will become the NXT Women's Champion. She will bust her butt every single day. She wants to be like her heroes, AJ Lee, Sasha Banks, and Natalia. And here it hits the music of Natalia. And my Lord, I have never heard Natalia get a pop like this. I can't even say. It's not like even Dolph Ziggler where it was like, it, I haven't heard a pop like this for Dolph Ziggler in years I've never heard a pop like this for Natalia literally I think it was like the, the closest thing is when she won the Divas Championship from Lake Cool back in like 2010 so it's been over a decade since she got anything even close you're, to this you, pop you, you what did you rude. think you're rude you're rude you're so rude put some respect on the boat's name ladies and gentlemen put some respect because natalia is all reliable the way i see it is nxt 2.0 is treated like a university you had professor ziggler visit for a few months now professor natalia visiting for the first time since 2014 why because the women's division is depleted some of these women are newbies and natalia's here to stretch them out to see Dude. which one's ready for the main roster we, we, we'll talk about when she went through the backstage area. I was literally like, who are these people? <laughs> who are 
these people in the women's locker room. I was so confused. But Natalia comes out. The SmackDown star interrupts Cora Jade. She gets a huge pop. Cora Jade nervously says hi to Natalia. People are stunned. Uh, they're, they're saying like, holy, holy chance. Uh, Cora Jade then uh, acts like a mark uh, and says that it's surreal to be in the ring with Natalia. She talks about being at an event where she messaged her on Twitter and um, it, Natty says she remembers messaging her after her NXT 2.0 debut and remembers that message from 2011 and gets emotional about inspiring her. She appreciates uh, appreciates Cora's passion for this and Natty says she has mentored, trained, and competed with some of the greatest female stars in WWE history. She says that Jade is the future of the NXT Women's Division but says the future is bleak. Slaps the crap out of Cora Jade and then locks on the, the sharpshooter in Louis Vuitton boots. Like, come on, let's put some respect on Natty's name. She put the sharpshooter on in Louisville high heels. Like, that had to hurt her to SB. do that. SB, uh, Natalia was given the ball. She ran with it. Not that she ran with it. People can say, where has this Natalia been on the main roster? She wasn't talking about Uncle Brett. She wasn't saying you were my best friend to every new women that she feuds with. Cora Jade wasn't her best friend there. She's no. like, what did the fingers say to the face? Slap. That's what she did. And she put in a sharpshooter. I'm happy that Natalia, by being in NXT, by appearing like a big deal, she is a big deal to the women's locker room. People may yeah. sour on the fact that she never left WWE. She's like part of the furniture. But she's reliable. She's consistent. She's thicker than a bar of soap. And, you know, she's going to do great. She's going to help Cora Jade because SP3 has been complaining that Cora Jade's performance in the ring has not been on par to be women's no, champion. I was talking about winning. No, no, no. I was talking, talking about her skateboarding. And notice she did not come out with a skateboard, ladies and gentlemen. Notes, my notes. Those are my notes. You and I, we think alike. We, we, we see the same thing. We see gears. We see no skateboards. We see the littlest minutia and we put in our notes. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready for this. Um, Natalia's not doing much. She's in this nothing tag team with Shayna Baszler. So she might as well take a vacation for a few weeks. Be a big deal. A big fish in a small pond. If you yeah. will, I mean this. This helped her out. This is what this felt like the biggest that Natalia felt like a star for. Like, like I said, the first time in over a decade since she first won the Divas Championship over Lake Cool. I haven't heard a pop like that in literally years. It's been years since she heard a pop like that for Natalia. She's also the big show though. Like she cries and turns on a whim. <laughs> she she did get emotional and everything. That and was, was like, that was a kayfabe. You could tell that I don't get this sort of reaction. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this in, and it's great. She deserves it because unlike most people, I'm not a natty hater. She's always been one of my favorites. I think booking has been a detriment to her run. I feel like yes. she has everything it takes to be a great heel. Face she doesn't work. No heart besides Brett works <laughs> as a baby face. She's one of them. She's better than obnoxious heel. Talk about well, cats. She was good 10 years ago as a heel, to be fair. Oh, yeah. And she had a different music as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. Moving on swiftly. <laughs> but I'm interested in this feud here. And I will say Cora J came off a lot like a, a more like punk rock version of Bailey's old fangirl character from the from the older days of NXT. When, and when Bailey would be so excited to meet someone like Dusty Rhodes backstage, that's how Cora J came off when she met Natalia. 
Chorus says she was eight at some point. I'm like, Chorus, stop making us old, all right? I'm Yo, for real. I'm 32. <laughs> I've been watching wrestling for 30 years. I was the age of two when I started watching wrestling. You're making me feel old. You can tell she's a diva stan. I grew up doing like Jacqueline Sable era. That's when I was eight. You're talking about AJ Lee. You know, she didn't mention Michelle McCool, but that's who was there. That was the Charlotte. That was the pre-Charlotte. That was the prototype back in them days. Mickey James, you know, she, she's a diva stan. That, that, that butterfly belt or, or that tramp stamp yeah. for a title. Man, that's... when I was eight year old, eight years old, the only woman in WWE was Marlena, Sable, and Sonny, and they were having a bikini blast off at SummerSlam 1996. You can blast me off. Moving on swiftly, uh, we got Brooks Jensen and uh, uh, Brooks uh, Jensen and Josh Briggs are here with Fallon Henley and they're hyped for tonight's gauntlet and they are going to knock some teeth out, they say. And then we get a hype vignette for NXT UK's own Nathan Frazier, who uh, is the artist formerly known as Ben Carter, and he's coming to NXT 2.0. What do you think about Nathan Frazier? Have you seen him in NXT UK or his previous stints? He made appearances in all elite wrestling before signing with WWE. What do you think about him? I'm going to break kayfabe, guys. I'm a huge fan of Ben Carter's work on AEW Dark. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen some of his stuff on NXT UK. He is a student of Seth Rollins. And yes. he's really good in the ring, guys. He's someone you need in a, in a division. Heck, he could be someone that could have teamed up with Wesley to defend the tag team titles. Heck, a kid could have defended the tag team titles with Wesley. There could have been many different ways they could have done it, but it would have drawn the attention to Redacted. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. People are complaining that Nathan Fraser went to NXT UK. Ha 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 ha. It's a step down from being on YouTube. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I saw a comment that I really agreed with on Twitter. It's crazy. The amount of buzz he created in a random AEW dark match against Lee Johnson compared to him versing Gunther, a.k.a. Valter, when he was Valter for the NXT UK Championship. And that didn't get half the buzz that the match with Lee Johnson got on AEW dark. Such is life, guys. I, I hope he has a better stay in NXT 2.0 than we, what we've seen from A-Kid so far, to be fair. That's all I thought about when I saw this vignette. I was like, the last vignette we saw for NXT UK talent coming to NXT 2.0 was A-Kid, and that hasn't worked out well because I still haven't seen that man's entrance yet. His entrance music is garbage. Indeed. Uh, we had next Draco Anthony versus Zion Quinn. Uh, we got the, I, I said here in my notes, we got the No Limit Soldier versus Samoan Mortal Kombat uh, character. Uh, Quinn yeets uh, Draco a few times and hits a swinging Samoan drop. Anthony gets the advantage and mocks the Samoan ritual dance. I know Tempest <laughs> was, was talking about how he basically, basically have a baby face making a, a racial remark about his opponent uh so i don't i don't understand how draco is a baby face after this but zion follows he he gets pissed he starts hitting his running forearm on draco then he hits a straight forearm to the face and then finally he finishes him off with another running forearm for the win this match was just there though like i, I if i if i would have missed it I, I don't think i would have missed much so I feel like Exion Quinn's backstory on why he's wearing jeans to the ring. I think his biker shorts got lost because usually he wears them little skimpy biker shorts to the ring, but Exion wasn't wearing that. And also Exion Quinn doesn't have a defining character. He does a silver towel and then he does the flying burrito like Tito Santana to win matches. 
making his finishing move to the 80s. One of my favorite things is Exion comes out and he goes, Let's go, come on. And he slaps a fan's hand. I was like, ah, such a baby face from the 80s. Love it. Not. Uh, you know what? Exion's got potential. He just needs a, a, a character overhaul. They need to discover who he, who he really is. Draco Anthony show, showing heelish traits in the match was the most entertaining he's been since he debuted. Since they since they bulked at debuting him as a former gangbanger. Remember those vignettes, guys? Draco Anthony yes. come in. He was a former gangbanger or something. And then, then the vignette disappeared after one or two showing. And then he, it debuted randomly. He was supposed to be like a former gangbanger who went into like the, the military and changed his life and stuff. And then hence he just the Draco. Hence the Draco name. And then they, they got, you know, Michael Hickenbottom must have did some sort of litmus test. And, you know, you know, feedback from the focus group was like, it's too racial. Let's move away from that. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that this is indeed... The, the next thread of storyline that Draco's joining Joe Gacy's group because to be a cult leader you need more than one member you know and a certain member wasn't there you know where's Harland where's Harland Harland probably doesn't like bonfires so that's why he skipped this week there um... you go. but this the super uh twisted Samoan drop I think that's what Von Wagner was trying to do yeah <laughs> in his mind. I, I was like I was like this is really similar to what Von Wagner tries better to... but better well, he's actually Samoan. I, I always get offended whenever someone that's not Samoan uses a Samoan drop. It shouldn't sorry, be Tatanka, a Samoan drop. Tatanka made his finisher. Tatanka made it a thing. It's, it shouldn't be the Samoan drop. No. I think I think that was called like the Tomahawk or something like that, wasn't it? Listen, it's a fireman's carry slam of fireman's carry drop. Yeah, call it that. Call it that when it's not a Samoan. No, but it's Zion a Samoan Quinn, drop. No. It, it, is, it is to pay homage Listen, there's a little boy right now watching wrestling. I don't know what Samoan drop is, but he'll call it that. Why? It's homage. No. Zion. No. no. But that's homage. why Bobby, that's why Bobby Eaton's leg drop off the top rope is not a leg drop off the top rope. It's a Tennessee jam because he's from Tennessee. If you're, jam if that you're jam. Samo, if you're Samoan, if you're Samoan, then, then you should do the Samoan drop. If you're not Samoan, it's a fireman carry drop. Uh but that's so this is a promo to tell Exion Quinn you need to do the Samoan drop as a finisher. Exactly, exactly. No more running forearm. The what Shawn Michaels started his comeback with should not be your finisher. Um, Natalia is walking backstage. She walks through the women's locker room, I guess, and Tatum Paxley challenges her. And Natty then gives the entire women's division a warning and says that the boat is here in NXT 2.0. And then we got a uh, one last uh, backstage segment, and it's Index and Dusha are backstage watching last week's match. Persia and Indy suggest that Duke and Dexter team up with each other to go after the NXT tag team titles. They don't agree at first until their woman push it on them and then they both agree that's like my woman and and sats woman just saying like you guys just need to team up mocha 2.0 and we're just like all right cool all right i have to say you have to put some respect on this segment this is a mayor of painsville dan segment dan i love <laughs> you brother this is his segment duke hudson dexter loomis is a tag team Duke Hudson, who seems like one of the early prospects when the show, when this new NXT 2.0 project started. Now look where his ceiling is. He's now in a comedy tag team. Dexter Loomis can make it work because he's Dexter Loomis. You know what I'm saying? Dexter Loomis has a ceiling that's much below than Duke Hudson. So he can make it work. Hence why he was the star of his segment. His eye, I love that he could communicate with his eyes and I know what he's thinking. The thumbs up, the facial expression. 
Exactly. What a segment. This was for Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Dan, I enjoyed the segment as well because I was right. I said this feud wasn't leading to a cage match. It wasn't leading to an I quit match. It was leading to a new tag team. Hey, I'm all for more tag teams, fleshing out this tag team division. Um, so, yeah, this is all fine and dandy for me. I I don't know if this is going to lead to them winning the NXT tag team titles, but I also nope. wouldn't be surprised with how this show is going. No, it's going to lead to the four of them getting to bed and resolving some tension. And then after that, Duke will fail to perform and turn on Dexter because Dexter's got a better performance between... Dex are gonna pull out his condoms again. All the condoms that he had during his honeymoon with Indy. So yeah, he's gonna bring it out and he's gonna have a good time. All right, so it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. So we gotta give a thumbs in the middle, thumbs up or thumbs down. Let's let's put it here. You gotta put the other one. There you go. We gotta we gotta meet thumbs. We gotta meet thumbs. So what do you give this week? NXT 2.0. Do you not know how this works yet? <laughs> no. You can see it. My thumb's there. I declare so, thumb war. So what do you think for this week's NXT 2.0 in three, two, one? Yes, thumbs. I give it thumbs in the thumbs in the middle again. Thumbs Stop in the middle. Wriggling. I'm thumbs in, I'm thumbs in the middle as well, man. I'm in a <laughs> I win. <laughs> Stay down. Thumbs in the middle, man. I go thumbs, thumbs in, the in the middle. Yeah. It, it listen, it wasn't a bad show. The thing is with NXT 2.0, there may be wacky segments nonsensical characters but the one thing i could rely on some great wrestling action and we got it the tag team division in nxt 2.0 is okay it's okay it's not great but it's okay because you still got the grizzled young veterans you've now got dexter loomis and duke hudson as a new tag team involved you've got harlan and maybe draco when draco sees the light or fire or whatever that's going to be a thing uh tony d's got a team coming soon i feel it in my bones yeah, they're fleshing out the tag team division. That was like the whole bulk of like the final 30 minutes of this match. And like I said, I think they told a great story with the Crees, establishing them as the baby faces of the division while pretty deadly are the top heels and new champions. I like the opener with Sola Sequoia and uh and Cameron Grimes for the North American Championship. And yeah, I mean, the story-wise, Joe Gacy and Braun Breaker is I don't understand how that's our main event angle, but I'm here for it because Joe Gacy promos give me a whole, I have to write down word for word his promos every what? single week. So you can expect more of my Joe Gacy. Oily won't pay you extra for this, you know, you don't have to do this. You just don't have to do it. Please don't do it. Please. My Joe Gacy impressions every single week here on Mocha 2.0, the NXT 2.0 review on the Wrestle Talk Podcast YouTube channel. But set, we got some Mocha chat we in do. the chamber. Let's we hear do. from the people. <clears throat> we got Perseus M donated six dollars. Perseus said, I don't watch NXT, but listening to you guys review it feels like it would make a great animated show. Thank you, Perseus. It would. You would act the heck out. I'll be me my hammy acting. I would ham it up. Next one is Kevin donated five dollars. I don't know what which impression was the best. 
SP freeze of Joe Gacy or sats of me trying to watch this clip on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kevin. Great Mocha Chat. Great Mocha Chat there. Thank you. Nate S donated $5. He went to donk to donk to donk. Don't drop that donk to donk. Don't drop that donk to donk. Don't drop that donk to donk. Okay, and uh, we got a miscellaneous one. We got Card Marks Podcast. Donated $6. You guys are the coolest. Glad I get more of Sat and SP3 on the channel. As a budding creator, what advice do you have about getting interviews? I also paid six, uh, six bucks to get Sat to say, follow at card marks pod on twitter i say it again for free follow at card marks pod on twitter there you go mate card marks podcast you can't ask me i'm like a roman reigns i stepped out of nfl and got a development developmental deal quickly wrestling daily i did not suffer like this man who grinded SB, tell him because you're the one who grinded. I'm le- I'm legit the Von Wagner who just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm Kyle O'Reilly I'm, and you're Von Wagner. <laughs> I'm Bro Breaker. I'm one of those guys like look at him. He's can talk. He's got arms. Hired. Um, yeah. Um, as far as getting interviews, you just gotta put in the the work for it. Whether it's hitting them up on their Twitter in the in the DMs or you know finding out their emails because a lot of a lot of wrestlers, a lot of personalities, they have like their emails in their Twitter bios. So you know hitting them up with emails, it might take one, two, three, or four emails sometimes to get the person's attention. But it's it's all about putting in the grind and putting in the work to get those uh, interviews. Like a lot of my interviews are just came from just messaging, you know, leave them one message, then a week later, leave them another message, drop them the link for your channel. It's all about just putting in that work and just going out there and putting yourself out there. That's the best way to kind of get the interviews that that seems to work for me. But I, I haven't done an interview in like a couple of months. So to be fair, you know, it, it it's going to take a, it takes a couple of months. I'm sorry. Did you not have on Renee Paquette? You forgetting well that, that 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 wasn't my get. That was that was my boy Rick Uchino on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. We have Renee Paquette on our WrestleMania prediction show. I was honored to be on there with Renee Paquette, the GOAT host, and I told her that as well as I pissed her off because I was reading for AJ Gray over John Moxley during WrestleMania weekend. But that's what I'm all real. about. That's what, I gotta keep it real. Gotta go for my boy AJ Gray. Anything else set? No, that, that's that's it in the chat. But going back to what Nate S said, Tatonka Donk, yeah, Tatonka had a donk. Yeah, you're right. He he's yes, Tatonka Donk. <laughs> he was thick. He was a thick 240 pounder. He really was. Oh my god. <laughs> that thighs, that thighs, man. When he starts stomping on the floor, when he starts stomping, that thighs were jiggly, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um So, yes, uh, we, we talked about the whole episode, NXT 2.0. How, you know, how are you feeling coming out of uh, this very noteworthy, newsworthy episode? Championship Tuesday, as they call it. 
I would like to bargain for one segment for Joe Gacy per week. I don't need two. I don't need three. One should suffice. But, but to be fair, if he didn't have two segments this week, you wouldn't have had me do the full promo of his second his second appearance. I did the full <sighs> promo on the show because I wrote it word for word. I even rewinded it. It was like it was like I was doing you know true rewind over on fightful overbook where i had to i had to get word for word the promo because i'm so engaged by this joe gacy character now don't forget you added a maniacal laughter too because that's what he's added to his repertoire it's great he's going full the thing is right i see there was a part of me that wanted to be critical and you're doing it now but uh i see where his character going is it's meant to be the evolution is he's dropping the facade of being a social social injustice warrior to being this cult leader that we knew he always was and then you're you're putting me off stop it gosh darn it you and your white t-shirt collared up buttoned up living in brooklyn looking conniving, looking like an ice cream man about to serve me some ice cream bars that CM Punk wanted (laughs) Stop Man, it. Joe Gacy be dropping bars. Don't put you gotta put respect on Joe Gacy's name every week. I, I, if Joe Gacy has a promo, I will reiterate it on the NXT 2.0 podcast. So, but ladies and gentlemen, we made it shorter. The uh, the the pre, the intro, and the outro. We made it a little bit shorter this week because we're running low on time. But this has been the Russell Talk podcast. NXT 2.0 review with your boys, Sat E, Niangi, and SP3, Mocha 2.0 in your ears. And we will see you next Wednesday or hear you. You will hear us next Wednesday right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, YouTube channel, Spotify, wherever you're listening or watching. See you. We're out of time. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 